This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the manly Warthog Man Cave in the Piney Woods of North Central Florida, God's country in the Mellon Law Studio. Mellon Law is the only official law firm partner of the University of Florida Fighting Gators, and we're protected 24-7, 365 by crime prevention and sponsored by all great sponsors you see scrolling by from time to time. Good morning, students. And um, we are launching off into a discussion about what's going on in group hysteria. I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit today about, well, I've been thinking about what it is, what it's about, and I've come up with a title for the show today that um, <clears throat> may mean something to you, may not. I've called it group hysteria. Um, we go back to our Greek mythology and we discover that hysteria, hystera, was the Greek word for woman. We have a word hysterectomy um, that is related to females. I don't know about transitioning and all that. And um, we have a record of that word being used in a courtroom quite dramatically in my humble opinion, and quite successfully. In the 1994 O.J. Simpson trial, Marsha Clark, if you recall, was a prosecutor. And at one point, she got passionate, raised her voice, and trying to make a point about O.J. Simpson. And Johnny Cochran, the master of courtroom drama, jumped to his feet and said, Your Honor, Your Honor, look at her. She's hysterical. Hysterical. Hysteria. Hysterectomy. Woman. What's wrong with hysteria? It's a feminine trait. It is considered to be an expression that shows how one can lose one's rational skills by giving into the passion and the outright anxiety of working oneself into a frenzy. And the point really is poorly made when it's made with hysteria. 
And generally those who make it unsuccessfully a point that is so out of bounds, so wildly abnormal, is a, a term that is now been used in the courtroom, as I say, rather successfully, very successfully, I think. And it also doesn't it apply as well to a couple of events I want to share with you, which appear to me to be hysterical. One event is our local event being shepherded, if you will, by Robert Carl Marx Hutch Hutchison, complaining about the GRU Governance Board. It appears to me that the resistance to the GRU Governance Board is hysterical. If there were really grounds for reorganizing, let's put it that way, the way in which GRU utility was governed should have been done years ago. It should have been done years ago. And Ed Blarsky's book, got it right here, The City That Lost Control, makes that point. Under the calm, deliberate, financial analysis, this never would have happened. It never would have come to this. But there was no calm financial analysis along the way because of the hysteria associated with whatever the fashionable term of the day was. Climate change, I don't remember in the beginning it was that. Global warming, pick one. And it just kept being moved along through the conversation as if it were a sound and solid analysis by financially austere, not hysterical, governors of your money. Herd mentality at Plantation Mark here is not quite descriptive of hysteria. Herds, I see them every day, are very orderly. Unless something comes along and startles them. But the herd mentality, if you follow the paddle cat, uh, the cattle path, they all follow each other in one Footstep. Very orderly. They have a leader. 
Usually it's a female. Kind of a boss cow. Hysteria is kind of different. I mean, it's it's not orderly. It's emotionally driven. Anxiety. Unresolved tensions. A lack of direction in the world. And you convince yourself if you get into a group of hysterical people. Yes, Ken, I'm talking about the Democratic Party. And you, we're going to take a look at that a little closer. And Johnny Cochran knew that. Johnny Cochran knew as soon as he said that, it was an insult. It was maybe true in the way he used it. I mean, she was losing her ability to make her point convincingly. It allowed Cochran to play one falsehood after another, calmly and coolly. So locally, that's one example of hysteria that I think has been going on for a long, long time. We have another example. We've talked about it. The electric vehicle is described by Holman Jenkins in his column, The Business World, as a progressive fetish. Fetish. Let's take time out here and see what we got for fetish. And I think you're going to find a form of sexual desire in which gratification is strongly linked to a particular object or activity or part of the body other than sexual organs. A man with a fetish for surgical mask. Well, feminine associated behavior? Does that ring a bell? In the way in which it's used by Holman Jenkins? Holman Jenkins comes out and calls the electric vehicle a fetish, a product of climate fraud. Oh, there's that word. Beep, climate, beep, climate fraud. And it has begun to take root in the culture to the extent that the working man in these automobile plants has realized they're doomed because those electric vehicles, increasingly the manufacturing 
is going to be taking place in the foreign-owned factories, which are not going to be subject to union control. And that the company that these non-union factories will be are getting direct federal handouts from our government. From our government. And this is all being done, I submit to you, as a hysterical obsession with climate. Whatever that is. And the irony is that the places in which these cars will be built and the raw material it takes will actually increase, not decrease, risk to the climate. Because we know that subsidizing, quote-unquote, green energy doesn't cause other forms of energy to, to be unconsumed. And that developing parts of the world are going to go right on creating emissions. Ironically, to produce the cars that we'll have to buy here. And trucks. And they can do it tractors. It's amazing. What are some other hysterical activities going on? Well, I kind of want to say this to on down the line. Let's just take this lady, this woman, Butler, who is a lesbian, black lesbian woman, that Gavin Newsom of California has chosen to fill the seat of Dianne Feinstein. Why did he pick this woman? I submit to you there's a hysterical obsession with LGBTQWXYZ, with race, and that it is not necessarily rationally feasible. And that we now have men displaying hysteria, like Newsom. This La Panza Butler has never held elected political office. She is a leader of a labor union. Isn't that ironic? But she fits, as climate change does, this fetish or this hysteria we have, or this particular profile of person. 
We have that in Gainesville. A young man who makes 200 grand a year for a Department of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. This woman was born in Magnolia, Mississippi, grew up in a working class home, maybe really has a residency in Maryland, and that's going to maybe come out to bite her. But this fits the formula that this obsession is looking for. You rise as a labor organizer. You come from the South. You focus on abortion rights. And you fit an obsession we have right now with a particular movement. And I'm going to share with you what I think the movement is in a little bit. It has been finally spoken directly about by Biden. Of all things. Of all things. And when you start realizing what it is, you see it everywhere. Here in Illinois. Illinois has eliminated cash bail. Think about this. Eliminated cash bail. Now, it's the first state in the nation to do so. Why? Because this hysterical fetish we have that if you are in trouble and it's the disproportional number of minorities compared to their proportion of the community, all the crime stats show that, then it's not really your fault. You didn't make it out of Magnolia, Mississippi. You got stuck in Oakland or Chicago. Some heavily crime-ridden place. But it's not your fault. So now in Illinois, Felonies and violent misdemeanors will be the burden of the state to argue that the defendant poses a flight risk or a danger to the community. The state will have to argue that in order to get any kind of bail. Of course, the public says, come on. It's a crime way plaguing Chicago. There's all kinds of criminal activity. Breaking into stores. Stealing goods. But no, that's just a misdemeanor. A group of law enforcement people in Illinois tried to stop the law from taking effect 
A judge declared the law unconstitutional. The decision was appealed to the Supreme Court, which overturned it. Now, if you're suspicious of this, you'll believe that criminals will run wild and cops will have no tools to stop them. In 2021, the California Supreme Court decided it would eliminate cash bail for people who could not afford it. Could not afford it. I'm putting together these pieces because I want to take you down the road I went to get to where I think we are. Not just in this country, but in quote-unquote European countries because it is out of fashion now to be European, to be of European descent, bad, buddy, real bad. You are an oppressor. You have created the criminals whom we now have to help by eliminating the need for them to come up with bail, for example. Even Britain's Royal Navy, which is kind of the repository of European standards, has reportedly, according to Breitbart, told its sailors that they should introduce themselves with gender pronouns before meetings in order to be, you guessed it, more inclusive. The Royal Navy now has a trans and non-binary awareness guide. This guide says, quoted here, introducing yourself with your pronouns at the start of meetings and interactions is a good way to be inclusive. Some people do not associate with gender binary and may use different pronouns like they, them, hers, or neo pronouns like Z, hire, and hires. I got to tell you something. The old warthog here. Way back when, when I was in the classroom, predicted that we would have a pronoun spelled H-I-R. Higher. And by golly, we've got it. The Navy's guide, the Royal Navy's guide on gender also features a trans umbrella, which illustrates the different forms of gender expression, including pangender, gender neutral, 
and two-spirit, a phrase that has been used to describe the gender of some Native Americans. Now, I'm just making the suggestion, and it may not hold up after you listen to it, that this is all hysterical. This is all got little to do with real problems. But I might be wrong. I could be wrong. The Royal Navy, as has our military forces, has told officers that sailors should be educated about the leftist ideological, are you ready for this, concepts of white privilege. White privilege. And intersectionality. Intersectionality. I'm just learning that term. States that different societal aspects, race, class, gender, of a person's identity combined to create a unique experience. Are you ready for this? Of disadvantage or discrimination. So the Royal Navy personnel has been told that, quote, if you are white, whatever situation you are in, that is almost always the case that the outcome has not been affected by your skin color, end quote. This leftist ideological push, I ask you, is it hysterical? Your Honor, she's hysterical. Is this hysterical? Meanwhile, the nation of Britain, England, more and more concerned about the readiness of its military. joking that this will surely put the fear of God into Britain's enemies. And what are they going to do, somebody wondered, about frigates and destroyers that no longer want to go by she or her pronouns? How many binary aircraft carriers are there in the Navy? How many binary aircraft carriers? I read that into the classroom record today because I wonder, I need your help. You're my students. What's going on here? Have we, have we lost it? Really? Have we lost it? It manifests itself everywhere I look. 
California has now enacted a tax on guns and ammunition. Now, meanwhile, I don't know of any criminal who uses a gun who paid for it. He stole it. But California is going to become the first state in the nation to impose an excise tax on gun and ammunition sales. Gavin Newsom signed that. Starting next July, the state will collect an 11% tax on retail sales of guns, gun parts, and ammunition. And the money will be used for gun violence prevention. Are you kidding me? There's already a federal excise tax of 10% on wholesale prices for handguns and 11% for long guns and ammunition. This goes toward conservation and hunter education. But this is going... Gun violence prevention. He's also signed a third bill that requires semi-automatic weapons sold in the state starting in 2028 be equipped with micro-stamping technology on ammunition cartridges. It was a tax increase So the bill required a two-thirds majority in both chambers to pass. It received just barely that, with no Republicans voting for it, and few Democrats from rural districts. So today's class, I'm asking for help here. See if you can tell me if I'm up the wrong tree here. We'll be right back after our break for the weather. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner 
on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Word Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All these poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! All right, welcome back to Ward's Weather. Compliments of Lewis Oil, Fossil Fuel, Chevron Stations. Uh, we've got delightful weather right now, basically. Uh, low 60s in the evening, 60s, um, high 80s in the daytime. But the uh, first full week here, weekend, will, uh, if you look to the heavens in your right spot, you'll see something called the Draconids. It's a meteor shower that is predicted to peak after sunset on October 8th. And it's going to bring about 10 meteors per hour. Um, it peaks in the evening hours rather than late at night. And uh, it's going to be uh, shortly after nightfall, so you won't have to lose much sleep. And it's uh, going to flare into possibly um, meteor storms with more than 100 shooting stars per hour. Um, interesting. The sun, moon, and earth align on Saturday, October 14th, to create a solar eclipse that will be visible across parts of North America. So there you are. That's what we're looking at. And um, maybe um, you'll be in a place where you can see some of this stuff. Well, well, well. We're talking about, are we not, um, hysteria, um, fetishes, um, illogical obsessions, I've been watching, as you have, I'm sure. We've talked about it already. The latest Trump trial. Now, you talk about a fetish. You talk about an obsession. You talk about a hysteria. You have got it. These people, I'm just going to say these people, given into these type of emotional disorders, have been chasing this guy for almost a decade. They've got this civil fraud beep trial that anybody in real estate, particularly Florida, knows it's just nuts. 
But they're trying to run the guy out of town. Now, BBC News has been watching this. I do study BBC News to see how other parts of the world look at us. And they say here are five things to know about the trial. Okay? The stakes are really high. If these hysterical people and I'm saying in hysteria is one before. It won in the O.J. Simpson trial. Could succeed with a significant blow to Trump's real estate empire by going after a chunk of his personal fortune, self-image. They'd be just overjoyed. Your Honor, stop her. She's hysterical. Earlier this year, Forbes magazine, according to BBC, estimated that Trump's New York properties alone, alone, are worth $720 million of his estimated $2.5 billion. A victory for prosecutors would mean that Trump and his company would have to pay a $250 million fine and be banned from doing business in New York. Taking away from him, Trump Tower. This is dangerous for everyone because we're talking about property rights. We're talking about prosecutorial misconduct. We're talking about hysteria. Not only do they want to do that, this prosecutor, who is the daughter of one of the founders of the Black Panthers, It involves Trump's children, Donald Jr. and Eric. They're co-defendants in the case. They managed the Trump organization. They took it over the year their father became president. Now, all all the time, we have running on the sidelines here. Biden and Hunter, we know that. But the president will go there. This trial is based upon, quote, fraudulent assessments of value of real estate properties. Every assessment that was used to get a loan was the loan was paid back. The banks never object. There's no victim in this trial. Do you realize that? There's no victim. 
Eric Trump is accused of pushing for unapproved and not feasible developments of a Seven Springs estate in Westchester County. So now New York is trying to bar both guys from serving as officers or directors in any New York corporation. The central claim in this case, according to BBC, has already been settled. His Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida was overvalued by 2,300% in one of his financial statements. But that's been shown by comparative data to be ridiculous, the stuff that's right next to Mar-a-Lago selling for 50, 60, 70 million bucks on five-acre lots. He's on 20-some. Furthermore, there's no jury. Do you realize that there's no jury? There's only one judge and one attorney general. That ought to get you thinking. Who's being hysterical? And what is the hysteria allowing the judicial system to do? That impresses me as another example of hysteria. To claim that Trump pumped up the worth. Look at Florida. I know somebody who, we'll keep this a secret who it is, 10 years ago, bought a pretty good chunk of land on the west side of this county. 10 years ago or so, the west side of this county had not developed the way it is now. Found this big chunk of land. And went around trying to figure out what it was worth per acre. Well, nobody knew. It's worth whatever the guy wants to ask for what you're willing to pay for it. There are no comparables. Furthermore, back then, the guy went and said, well, what can I do with this land? And the local little towns around it, so anything you want to. That's how fast growth has occurred. I guess it's maybe 20 years. Now it's all difficult. There's no 
set in stone price for these things? Furthermore, one of the people testifying against Trump is a proven liar, Cohen, who claims he did all the heavy lifting. He was the one who did all the paperwork. Well, I'm telling you, one of the things you learn from this is you be careful who you let in your tent. Be real careful. Because they'll come back and turn on you. The black female prosecutor, the daughter of the, one of the founders of Black Panthers, is hinging a proof of conspiracy on a serial liar. The banks that Trump used are very sophisticated banks. The banks made money off of Trump. They were not defrauded. This trial is expected to last through December 27th. Amazing. Amazing. So here I am. Trying to understand all this and running it by you all, my students, to see if I can get some help. I have one last article here. that I ran across that I think really let the cat out of the bag, so to speak. It was stated by President Joe Biden in an October 1 interview. That's just a couple of days ago. And when I read this, it suddenly made everything I've shared with you have a lot of, make a lot of sense. In an interview with ProPublica, which is a huge leftist outfit, Biden said, This is in Breitbart. You can find it out other places. We're going to be very shortly a minority white European country. 
And sometimes my Democrat colleagues don't speak enough to make it clear that that is not going to change how we operate. Now, he is claiming that as the white folks become a minority, now get this now, white Europeans become a minority, the Democrats must treat them with respect and treat their children with respect as their children quickly become a racial minority in their own nation. I'm going to pause and let you think about that. I'm going to pause and let you think about that. All of a sudden, open borders. Open borders made sense. Biden has deliberately accelerated wealth shifting, population replacement. There's a method to this. White supremacy. Tag Republicans with that. There's a method to this. Try Trump for being wealthy. There's a method to this. Then cap it all off by saying our democracy is at stake because it's being run by white European origin people. So while he faints left, let me rephrase that. While he faints right by saying respect the whites as they become minority, he moves left with divisive rhetoric to block the immigration laws. This is Interesting to see what this does to voter turnout. You realize that all these people coming in, they're being rushed to voting. They're being, they're being uh, the advocate for them voting. And you, you, you sort of see what's happening here. It's to de-emphasize the influence of the white European descendant. The children of European origin parents were a 45% minority of the K through 12 school population in 2021.
Christian nationalists, patriots, are being framed, are they not? As dangerous to the country. Look at what Sunday, January 6th makes sense. And the heavy sentences, that makes sense. Honor that. Honor that. Financial profit is considered to be exploitation. Trump's a good example. Really, the banks are on trial, too. Who tolerated him? They're going to get it, too. They're going to get chewed out for loaning money. Are they not to European descendants? And putting the homeless and the hungry, the people of color minority, on the street. All of a sudden, a lot of things made sense. A lot of things. I'm looking for comments now. If anybody wants to say anything about this, um, I don't know how right or wrong I am or how reasonable or how... I'm not trying to be convincing. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out is this really what's going on? Is this... A systematic, yeah, racism in reverse. I mean, that's the way it works. We know that. What they accuse you of doing, they're doing. They're accusing the white folk of being racist while they themselves, the Democrat Party, the progressive Democrat Party, are racist toward the white folk. If I got it wrong, I, I, I certainly would like to know. It's um, but it may, it, unfortunately, all this comes out ringing a little bit. Well, I I was thinking of that plantation, Mark. Look no farther than South Africa. Look no farther than South Africa. Wow. Well, I wanted to run that by you today and 
see if it made any sense whatsoever for you. Chew on it, give it some thought, and uh, let me know what you think. Have a great day. Warthog Command Center out.